We've got some entertainment anniversaries to talk about. MASH, for one. Dean. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to uh, talk about them while I stand up in the city council chambers on the on the tables. <laughs> Remember like they used to do in uh, council oh. wars? Oh, those were the days. Don't, don't worry. Bob and I are in control of the city right now. <laughs> Everything is under control. Uh, yeah, it's a big yeah. anniversary uh, for the TV show MASH. Uh, who doesn't remember watching the last episode of MASH? It remains one of the most watched uh, television events of all time. I think it is the uh, still the top non-sports television event of all time. The MASH finale uh, took place 40 years ago this week. Special two-and-a-half-hour episode called Goodbye, Farewell, and Amen. And it drew 106 million people. Over 60% of everybody in the country was watching uh, the final episodes of uh, MASH, which, you know, that with uh, cable and streaming platforms and all the alternatives that we have now, that would never happen again, ever. Uh, But uh, it's one of the biggest television events of all time. I remember I was working for Channel 2, and I did a live shot from Faces because they were having a big mash party wow. during during that telecast. Wow. Uh, and you know what? Everybody was having a mash party that night, I well, think. That Faces, that was that was like every Friday and Saturday night. <laughs> That's <there>. true. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Pink Floyd uh, celebrating oh, as well, aren't they? Oh, my they? gosh. This, uh, you know, just if we haven't made you feel old enough already with the mash reference 40 years ago, uh, believe it or not, the Dark Side of the Moon album today, March 1st, is celebrating its 50th anniversary. 50 years since this bizarre album, uh, you know, came out uh, and, you know, it's all, all the FM stations. Were you on, were you still on FM then or were you had you moved over to the dark side of uh, a, <laughs> AM uh, by then? No, I think I was, uh, I had to go to AM so I could afford an FM in my car. Oh, okay. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, but, you know, this uh, album like no one had ever heard before. And uh, guess what? It is shooting up the charts again hmm. on all the streaming charts, on all the, you know, uh, wherever people buy music these days. Uh, they are buying digital uh, uh, versions of the dark side of the moon, presumably to replace their all scratched up albums that they may have, or you know, old CDs, or uh, in my case, I was a big eight track fan. Uh, you know, back in the day, uh, good luck even trying to find anything to play those on uh, anymore. So I may go, I may go down, d- download uh, a version myself today because I, I was, I, I love that album when it a first lot of came pe- out. A lot of people will be uh, checking that out again for sure. Thanks for turning your knob to Bob. <laughs> yeah, it's my old air check. Uh, Chris Rock, I, you know what? You got to give him a lot of credit. I think he's been so smart about not doing a lot of uh, shtick about what happened at the Oscars. Right. He's been saving it for now, hasn't he? Well, he's been apparently testing out material uh, to get ready to, uh, uh, you know, for a, a special, which is coming up this weekend. I'll, I'll tell you about in a second. But, yeah, he's he hasn't been doing very much. Uh, Will Smith talking at all, which, you know, just makes everybody all the more curious about it, I think. But he's got uh, a network, uh, a Netflix special. It's going to be on Saturday night, 9 o'clock. It's a live special. It's not recorded. Uh, It's something that he is going to do live. And uh, from what I am hearing, 
he spends a fair amount of time talking about Will Smith and the slap in particular uh, on this. Uh, one of the jokes that has been released was uh, Chris Rock saying that after uh, the slap incident, uh, he went to the theater so he could watch Will Smith's movie Emancipation, where he, you know, he plays a, 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 an escaped slave. He said, I wanted to watch the movie so I could watch Will Smith get beaten up. <laughs> so, so he's, you know, apparently he's going to have some fun with this whole thing. That's uh, Saturday Night Live, 9 o'clock on uh, Netflix. I presume they're going to be repeating it. I haven't heard one way or the other on that yet, but that's uh, going to be kind of a special event. And we have some breaking Bieber news, don't we, Dean? Yes, uh, we do. Uh, his uh, concert tour was uh, put on hold uh, while he was dealing with some health issues. Uh, the Biebs uh, is uh, suffering from a, uh, a form of uh, Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, which leaves uh, part of his face partially pa- paralyzed. Uh, they had hoped that they would be able to resume the tour uh, sometime this year, but uh, officially they uh, canceled the whole thing yesterday. There were no Chicago dates included uh, in that. But, uh, you know, Bieber fans, uh, your kids, your grandkids, uh, you know, they may be uh, affected by this news. Good news for Foo Fighters fans this morning, huh? Yeah. uh, Again, not affecting the Chicago area, but the Foo Fighters canceled all of their concert dates when their drummer, Taylor Hawkins, passed away last year. And they've done a couple of tribute concerts. And they said that at some point they would begin... Uh, adding uh, concert dates uh, back to the schedule again once they felt comfortable uh, doing that. And uh, they uh, finally did do that uh, yesterday. They added uh, three concert dates to the schedule. None of them, again, are here in the Chicago area. They are in uh, Arkansas, in New Hampshire, and Alabama. Um, Hopefully they'll be adding some more on. Uh, the Foo Fighters, uh, Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters love playing here in Chicago at Wrigley Field. Uh, I don't think all the Wrigley Field concert dates have been taken up yet for uh, the summer. So, you know, maybe at some point they'll be adding something on that. You can keep an eye on FooFighters.com if you want to get some info. But I love this story about Dave Grohl, the, uh, you know, the front man for uh, the Foo Fighters. He's such a good guy. Uh, he wanted to do something to help feed the homeless in Los Angeles. So he went to the Hope Mission in Los Angeles. And a lot of times when celebrities do this, you know, they have like packaged food that they, uh, you know, prepared food that they just hand out to people. Right. Uh, But what Dave Grohl did was he brought a massive meat smoker, his own meat smoker, gigantic. (laughs) And he spent 12 hours at this uh, shelter uh, smoking uh, ribs and pork butt and brisket, and he, uh, you know, that, uh, stood in front of the the smoker all day, uh, served up this food that he himself had cooked, and served about five hundred people at the mission. So, um, you know, as as if I didn't already have enough respect for the guy uh, for all all of his musical accomplishments, and if, he had a book that came out last year about his his life and how he got started and the obstacles that he faced which 
you know, it gave me more admiration for him. Standing in front of a smoker for 12 hours, uh, that's quite a commitment also. Yeah, you know that. Yeah, he's the, he's the best. He is the real deal. Really good guy. Yeah, and what's uh, John Favreau up to? John Favreau is uh, all excited because season three of The Mandalorian uh, has uh, premiered today on Disney+. Plus. Uh, the new season uh, finds the bounty hunter reunited with Grogu, little baby Yoda, uh, delving deep into the history of Mandalore. But we uh, had the opportunity to talk with John Favreau. We've uh, known for years and years for different projects that he's done with Vince Vaughn and uh, directing the Iron Man movie and so forth. And he told me uh, a little bit more about the making of season three. I'm having a ball. And what's nice about uh, television is that it allows new chapters to unfold and the story could continue in a lot of different directions, which I think was the original inspiration for George Lucas, the old Flash Gordon um, serialized you know, Saturday morning movie theater shorts. Uh, and then, you know, working with Dave, who's been working for so long in Star Wars, and we have a really good sense of where things have to go because we fit into the middle of a much larger story. Uh, I love I love being a part of it, and I love learning about uh, the process that Dave was referring to. And, and I love seeing how these characters can grow and develop. You know, a lot of people my age who started off watching Star Wars, we're dads now, you know, and so it's fun for dads to be able to see a cool Star Wars dad character and then the kids to be able to watch hopefully people could watch it together and uh, families could watch it together what do you think is the intense interest in this uh, you know maybe more than most of the Star Wars franchises that have come out since the original movies Mandalorian stands above the rest I think we had a, a really good opportunity to define Star Wars in a new medium. And by having streaming hit at the same time that this show launched, and to have Lucasfilm and Disney give us the resources to present quality that's, that you would see on the big screen, but allow new, uh, new audience, a new audience to, to join into Star Wars because it was new characters. So I think as, you know, people like me have been watching Star Wars since I was 10, but there's a lot of younger people that this, I think, gave them an opportunity to jump on the merry-go-round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, this new uh, season of Mandalorian, it's up and running right now. People who have uh, seen it are giving it rave reviews. I don't want to give away any spoilers about uh, anything, but if, you, uh, if you're a fan, uh, I think you're going to really enjoy. Uh, we also have uh, a movie called Daisy Jones and the Six. Uh, that is uh, debuting uh, Friday on Amazon Prime. Elaine Stritch at Liberty, uh, doing her one-woman show, is on the live theater streaming service, Broadway HD. Marlon Wayans has a new stand-up special on HBO Max starting tomorrow. And that Chris Rock live comedy broadcast on Netflix Saturday night at 9, Chicago time. Sounds like it's going to be outrageous. Yes, no doubt about it. I've got that marked down. I will uh, be watching. So I just a lot love of people, that I there's think. something live. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. You don't get that. It's uh, you know everything's always recorded, and mm-hmm. there's going to be a, an actual uh, live broadcast, just the way broadcasting was intended to be. <laughs> Thanks, team. Talk to you tomorrow. See you.